Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello again, everybody. It is indeed Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Welcome to Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm Chet, and uh, my partner, Bill, decided that he will not be on the show for a second straight week. Can you believe that? Yeah, I'm talking about you, Bill Furman. Uh, he is on vacation, and he's in Hawaii, and I guess he'd rather spend time out there than be with me and uh, our wonderful guest tonight. I'm going to remember this, Furman. I'm going to remember this. Oh, well. So much happening on the Philly sports scene, though. James Harden returns to action for the Sixers the other night, but they lose to the lowly Houston Rockets, one of his old teams. It is Army-Navy week in Philadelphia. They will do battle this Saturday afternoon at the link. The Phillies make a big free agent splash and landing Trey Turner, a couple other uh, pitchers as well. And, oh, yeah, the Eagles improved to 11-1 and on the season with a Week 14 contest against those New York Giants at the Meadowlands looming. Can we get to all of that? Hell, yeah, we can. A couple of awesome guests on the big show this week. One former Philly Inquirer reporter and columnist, Bob Brookover. Bob now works for NJ.com. Covering the New York Giants, believe it or not, but uh, he used to cover the Phils, so we will talk some Phillies with him as well. And a one-time, or a current, rather, Inquirer reporter, that, of course, 76ers beat reporter, Keith Pompey. So we're going to bring Keith on first and then have uh, Mr. Brookie join us in just a bit. Boop stops by later on, Bob Vitrone Jr., and we will make our Week 14 NFL predictions. And I do have Bill's picks, which he no doubt made on an island beach out there. Tough life, Herman. All right, let's get it going. We have number one guest ready to roll. That, of course, Keith Pompey, the Sixers beat reporter. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, Chet? Doing all right. Uh, let's get right to it. We'll talk Sixers first of all. James Harden, uh, not great in his return Monday night. Uh, is it going to take him a little while, do you think, to get back into form? I think it will. I, I think it will. I mean, initially the first quarter, he did look good. I would say that. And then after that, it just seemed like it went south a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to take him a while to get back. I, I think he needs to get his timing back down with the teammates. I also think that, you know, it's just going to be a matter of, like, less is more when it comes to James Harden in regards to, A, look for swinging the ball as opposed to doing a lot of isolation plays, plays trying to take people off the dribble. Hey, what's going on with Tyrese Maxey? We talked before the show. Uh, we don't have a specific date as far as when he's going to get back. Uh, hopefully sometime in mid or late December, correct? Yes, yes. Now, the thing about Tyrese, he was cleared on Monday um, to to, sh- to shoot the ball, do some light shooting. Um, today, for the first time, he was able to, to run. Um, now, he didn't do any sprints, but he was just, you know, running up and down the court, and he did some shooting la- afterwards. Um, now, Doc, the problem is he's not, he has yet to be cleared to jump up and down, right? Mm-hmm. And then in basketball, we know, you know, you need to jump. Uh, you know, everybody can't be a set shooter. So the thing is, Doc Rivers is saying he's a ways away. So my question to him was, does that mean like he may not play in December? He says he doesn't know. He says to him, a ways away could mean two, two games. Now, originally, it was supposed to be three to four weeks. Four weeks will be December the 17th. So, 
you know, if it doesn't come back by December the 17th, that's when people should start hitting the panic button. Yeah. Well, Sixers made a lot of off-season additions. I liked most of them. I got to be honest. You know, Montrez Harrell, Daniel House, DeAnthony Melton, P.J. Tucker. But I got to be honest, uh, they've been kind of underachieving in my mind, especially P.J. Tucker. I've talked with D-Line and others in recent weeks. I mean, I don't know, didn't expect him to be a big scorer, but the three and a half points and, what, five rebounds or whatever game, that is not what we expected from P.J. Tucker. No, no, it's not. Um, but at the same time, I, I kind of think that, you know, when I, I think that when you look at P.J. and you look at his game over the years, you know, he's might been a guy like last year, he averaged seven points and that was one of his best seasons. But for the most part, you know, he's been on teams where, you know, especially with James Harden in Houston, where James Harden was extremely ball dominant and, and, and P.J. was the quintessential role player. You know, I, I think in order to get P.J. involved, it's not a matter of shot attempts. It's a matter of t- touches to make him feel like a part of something. And and then, you know, I, I think the fact with James coming back, you may get more of that and, and you may get some more opportunities to get threes. But it's weird because he was shooting 50% from three before James Harden went out, 52 actually. And then once James left, he was shooting like 20-something percent. So, you know... I feel like James can help his game out a little bit, but, you know, PJ is the quintessential role player and he is getting older. So you do expect his numbers to go down a little bit, but, um, you know, I think that we need to see a little bit more of him. Keith, the Sixers are 12 and 12 right now, certainly disappointing to most of us. They've got a stretch of games coming up here, seven straight games at the Wells Fargo Center. I don't remember a streak that long of home games. Then they go on the road for four games. But uh, how important is this stretch of home games for the team? Oh, this is extremely important. You know, like you you say, what you mean? There's 82 games. We're talking about seven in, in early December, right? But the thing is, is right now we look at the state of the Sixers, how this team has been struggling. Now, this is a team that needs to get some confidence, gain confidence. And you look at these games, there's only three of these teams that have winning records right now. So if you're the Sixers, you really have to think about, you know what, I would like to come out of this thing five and two, if not six and one, you know, you would love to go seven and oh, but this is a really good opportunity for them to rack up some wins at home against, like I said, there's only two teams, three teams rather, who have a winning record. That they're facing during this stretch. I just put up the standings a second ago, Mm -hmm. and as it stands right now, the Sixers would be one of those play-in teams at twelve and twelve. I think that's not going to be the case when we get to uh, April. But uh, who do you think are the teams that are most going to compete for the Eastern Conference? You know, I I think there's two of them. There's two of them. I think it's Boston and, and and Milwaukee. And I think like other teams, maybe the Sixers, if they get their stuff together and, and, and uh, Brooklyn and, and maybe even the Cavs are all on that second level. But I think Boston and Milwaukee are by far the two best teams in, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Cavs certainly play much better than anybody expected. Got to talk about the coach, Doc Rivers. Uh, I've become less of a fan of his over the last year or so. These second round exits just aren't doing it for me, Keith. They're 12 and 12 now. I know they've had injuries, certainly a factor, but how much of a leash do we give Doc Rivers? You know, it's, it's, that's a great question. I mean, because, you know, you you look at the roster and you see that the pieces don't really fit and, and guys have underachieved, but Doc Rivers wasn't the one who went out there and got him, you know, but he has to coach him up. But But there are certain times like, you know, where Doc, he is the coach. And there are certain things in games where he struggled at, right? So as far as a leash, you know, it, you know, I think it's all up to the owner. Like, it, does the owner want to let this guy go knowing he still has to pay him, right? So that's the leash that Doc Rivers gets, I believe. But at the same time, you know that when teams struggle, there's always going to be a, a, a fall guy, so to speak. And you're not going to get rid of Joel. You're not going to get rid of James. Daryl Morey's not going to fire himself. So you hate to say it, but it'll probably be Doc Rivers as everything doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, 
we're seeing what the other teams in Philadelphia are doing right now. The Phillies making all sorts of moves. The Eagles 11-1 and one, and, you know, Howie Roseman making a lot of additions. Is there anything Daryl Morey can do as we get closer to the trade deadline in February to improve this team? Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I think that right now when you look at this team, the biggest need that they have right now is is a backup big. I mean, they're getting destroyed on the glass. Um, whenever Joel Embiid comes out, it's like a beeline to the rim for the other team. So I, I think that, you know, they got certain guys reserves who really stepped up, like Shake Milton, maybe Matisse Thibel, guys like that. And and who knows, uh, Tobias, they, they could be certain guys that you could try to move to bring in some reinforcements because they do have a lot of weaknesses on this team. But the main thing to me is back up big. I know that Paul Reed is playing well. I get that. But at the same time, I, I feel like whenever Joel goes out, the other team automatically goes on a run. You mentioned Paul Reed. Should he be getting more time than Montrez Harrell? Should we be seeing more of Reed to see what this kid's got? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think so. Because, you know, the thing about it is just there is a beeline to the rim. But Paul Reed is a guy who's a shot blocker. You know, he's athletic. He can do a lot of things. You know, Montrez Harrell is a scorer. He can get buckets. But it just seems like he gives up just as many buckets as he as he scores, if not more at times. So, you know, I, I think that this team, when you have some designated scores, you need someone in there who can defend. And Paul Reed can do that at the rim. We didn't mention Tobias Harris, but he's played pretty well of late, had some real good games, some season highs. Uh, is he stepping up with these other guys who have been out? Do you like what Tobias is giving them right now? I do. I do. And it's funny because... You know, when you talk to people who really know Tobias, they've always said in the past, he's not getting an opportunity to show what he can do. He's not getting an opportunity. And now it's one of those things when the guys were out, Tobias was, you know, doing everything that the people said he could do. So it makes you wonder if he was actually getting an um, opportunity or not. He really stepped up. I think, though, but the Sixers, I think what they need to do is they have to keep him involved. Because if you saw the last game, it just seems like, he was on fire. He shot seven for eight for three. He had um, a season high 27 points, but he only got one touch in the fourth quarter and, and he barely touched the ball in, in the two overtime. So yes, he's playing well. He's playing great, but the Sixers got to realize and know that he's playing well and great and feed him the ball. Keith, we're going to switch gears and talk a little Eagles Giants football because some people, well, people who follow you on Facebook know that for whatever reason, you are a New York Giants football fan. So first of all, let me ask you, how did that happen? What happened to you? You know, it's, it's weird. Like my, my father wasn't really in a, a sports fan. So it was kind of one of those things where um, I I had to pick my own team. And, and Chet, you remember, a lot of people love the Eagles now, but there was a time when they didn't come on television. And as a kid like me, I was watching TV, and I had to pick teams. So it came down to the Steelers, who were winning everything, the Jets, I just didn't like the AFC, and then the Giants. Those were three teams that came on TV, and I picked the Giants. The Giants were just as bad as the Eagles, but I got to watch them. So that's why I became a Giants fan. And you stuck with them. But now, Keith, before we continue, I need you to repeat after me. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Go ahead. You can say it. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team below New York City. <laughs> in the NFL. All right, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of those New York football giants, uh, their beat writer working uh, out of the NJ.com franchise and for the Newark Star Ledger is a guy who used to work at the Inquirer and Daily News. And we're going to bring him on right now. It is Bob Brookover. Hey, Bob, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. Hey, Keith. How's it yeah, going? What's up, what's up Brookie? How you so doing? I, I see you got an upgrade with a job, huh? Uh, yeah, I got an upgrade. I'm in the big market now. Yeah. They, they call it the Big Apple. They don't nothing about love there. I oh, know that's true. <laughs> well, Brookie, you know this. Keith Pompey is a Giants fan. He just admitted that to the world. Uh, you went up there this year covering that team, Bob, and I don't think you expected what you're getting. They were expected to win, you know, maybe five or six games, and right now they're very much in playoff contention. Are they actually a good team, or are they just kind of overachieving? Well, I'll just say I picked them to win five games, and they won five yeah. games. It only took yeah. them seven games to do it, or six games to do it, but they won five games. Uh, and that was my prediction. 
No, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, you know, I, I started there in early September, uh, just as the season, about nine days before the season was starting. And, you know, you're, you're feeling your way around on a new beat and you're, you're talking to the beat guys, who many of them who've been doing it for years and years and years. And you, all you're hearing is, yeah, you know, five, you might be a little high with five. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just not supposed to be a very good season. Um he got off to a great start, a six and one start. They've they've struggled here a, a little lately, uh, but you know Brian Dable in his first year, Joe Shane in his first year as the general manager, they've both done a terrific job, and and they got everything to play for here in their last five games. Sure do, Keith. Did you and Bob ever talk football at the office? Not really. Not me. You know, maybe years ago, like when when Bob was on the on the Eagles beat, and then you know got to think Bob became got on the Phillies, and then he became the columnist. So well, yeah. I'm wrong, Keith. Weren't you at the To driveway press yeah. conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was crazy. Oh, really? I yeah, remember. That was that was the biggest joke. <laughs> but it was great. I was that day. I was pulling up. I was coming home from um from training, training camp. camp. Uh, I was because I would stay a day and come home a day when they were at Lehigh, and I was driving home and Shannon Ryan was filling in for me at the. There was just a special teams practice in the afternoon. She's like, "I got to cover what could possibly happen," and I'm, I'm about t- five minutes in my drive home and um, I get a phone call. To left camp. And I'm like, where'd he go? He's like, I, I don't know, but they're following him in the newscopter. So. At the time, I live like 10 minutes and 10 tax brackets away from T.O. He lived, he lived in Morristown, New Jersey. I lived in Delray, New Jersey. So I followed the helicopter. I didn't know exactly where he lived, but I kind of followed the helicopters and got to his house. Yeah, that's and a memory Keith. right there. And there yeah, was, was already there ahead of me. <laughs> Tell me well, what kind of reporter Keith is. Keith, before we let you go, uh, I got to get your official prediction. What do you see happening this Sunday, Keith? The Giants, seven-point underdogs against the visiting Eagles. How do you think this is going to play out? You know, it's weird. Um, you know, my mind is telling me that the, the Giants are going to get blown out. Um, uh, my heart is telling me the Giants are going to win. But but then there's someone like whispering in my ear, keep saying the Giants are going to upset them. I, I, you know what, maybe I'm crazy, but I, but I think that when you see the Giants playing the way they played the last couple games and the eat, everybody thinks that the Eagles are just going to slap them. That's a lot of times when we see these upsets and the Eagles do have some holes, man. And, and so I, I feel like that, and maybe I'm crazy, but I, I feel like that the giants are going to pull off an upset, not to say that the giants are a better team, but I just feel like that Barkley's going to have a big game and a couple guys are going to um, step up on a defensive end and the giants will probably win this one. I know I sound crazy, but <laughs> I think it can happen. The Giants have won the last two at MetLife. I will say that. Yeah. Last two years and, of MetLife, they've won. And last year, Jalen Hurts had maybe his worst game up at the Meadowlands in late November. I think he was like 13 for 29 or something like that, 130 yards, three interceptions. Hopefully, we won't get a repeat of that as an Eagles fan. Yeah, you know, I, I just hope that is a good game. I mean, you know, I just would like to see a good one. And plus, you guys know I'm always trolling people on, on Facebook. It's all just for fun, people. I just yes, like yeah. a lot of fun. But um, and I even troll the Giants when they lose. Um, but, but at the same time, I I hope the Giants just win because I have a feeling that I'm gonna get it big time. I'm gonna get it <laughs> big time. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you one of these ugly sweaters, Keith. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, no thank you. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, uh, we gotta say congratulations to Mr. Brookover because just a few days ago he became a first time grandparent. You had a new baby granddaughter born on Sunday, right, Brookie? I did. Uh, very excited. I just actually, just before I came on, my my wife texted me. She's babysitting right now. And and baby Isla has rarely opened her eyes since she came back from the hospital because she's been sleeping. But she was awake and sitting up, and it was really the first time I've seen her awake. So I saw her at the hospital for the oh, first time you. I saw her awake. And Congrats, Brookie. Congrats. Thank you, sir. And it's always great seeing you, man. I miss I miss working with you, brother. You too, Keith. We'll have to talk soon. Uh-huh. Let's, please do. Please All, right. All right, Keith. We'll be in touch. We'll see you soon, man. All right. Thanks, Jeff, for having me on your show. You got it. See ya. All right, Brookie. Let's talk a little more Eagles-Giants. First of all, 
what do you expect on Sunday? What do the Giants as seven-point underdogs have to do to contain Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Well, this, this here's the interesting part for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's obviously played much better against the Blitz. I mean, that was a thing that everybody talked about in the Tampa Bay game last year. Uh, how would he handle the pressure? Didn't handle it great. You made the point about the Giants game. He's going to get more Blitz pressure Sunday than he will at any, in any game this year because that's just who the Giants are. Uh, they will blitz and blitz and blitz and wink Martindale. Just when you think he's not going to blitz again, he's going to blitz. That's that's his MO. Uh, it was his MO in Baltimore. It's been his MO here. His, this is his fifth year as a defensive coordinator, and his teams have led the league in blitzing for those five years. So, and the Giants, you know, I, 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 I have the ability to watch the Eagles and Giants where I'm at because mm-hmm. a lot of times when they're playing at the same time, I can't, but – the week the Eagles played the, the Commanders, I did watch that game. Uh, the Giants actually played the Commanders better than the Eagles did. Um, not, that again, that doesn't mean they're the better team, but they, you know, they put tremendous pressure on um, t- t- Taylor Heineke on Sunday. Um, really, they, they should have won that game. They they had the game won three different times. Mm-hmm. Darius Slayton makes a long catch. Um, you know, in the fourth quarter, if he makes that catch, the game's over. Uh, there's an interference call right after that. Could have gone either way. Uh, probably should have been interference. Uh, and then there was a play, also a completion of Darius Slayton uh, in, in that same drive where the game's, the game's over if any of these things happen. And they get the first down, and uh, John Feliciano, the center, goes over, and he goes over like slap um, Slayton, and he makes a – muscle thing, muscle pose, and the official takes it as taunting, and they get a flag for that, pushes them back, they ended up having to punt. They they, they, they should have won that game. Um, yeah. You know, there have been games this year where you say they sh- they shouldn't have won because they play nothing but close games right. uh, pretty much. But that was one they should have probably won and would have been in, put themselves in great position. Now they've put themselves in a – they're going to – you know, this game – you know, they either they need to win a game like this, one of the last two against the Eagles, and they also play on Christmas Eve on the Vikings, or they need to definitely beat the Commanders again in two weeks. Who are going to Commanders are spending all week studying what just happened against the Giants with a bye, and then get to play in a weird scheduling quirk, play the Giants back to back games. Bob, I don't read a lot about the Giants, but did I see something about some internal strife on the team this week? Some guys questioning their playing time or whatnot. Yeah, uh, I mean, and these were not uh, – one of them was Tay Crowder. He wasn't happy. He, didn't, he played zero defensive snaps at the start of the season, was a starting inside linebacker. Uh, Wink Martindale freely substitutes his defensive players in and out of games uh, because he is always blitzing and it's a fast-paced defense. Uh, but Tay Crowder had been falling out of favor for a while and his snaps have been going down. In this game, he went to zero on defense. Uh, Rodarius Williams played a very good game in Dallas. Their, their cornerback situation has been a mess. Um, they're, they're really their number three cornerback is one of the starters, and they've been rotating young guys at the other corner. Uh, and their whole secondary, Xavier McKinney had a he he on the bye week went on a vacation to Cabo San Lucas and was on an ATV and it tilted over and broke his hand basically, broke bones in his hand. Um, so, you know, they've been without three of their four secondary guys for a lot of the seasons, which they'll have, they'll have Fabian Moreau, but they won't have McKinney back. They're still banged up in that secondary and the Eagles could really take advantage of that. But getting back, the other guy was Darius Williams. He had played very well in a fill and roll in Dallas and then didn't play any defensive snaps in this game. And he, he put out a little thing on Twitter as, as fires go, this is a brush fire. So not too big a thing. Hey, ESPN put something out yesterday that has a lot of Eagles fans pretty upset. This power index that shows the Cowboys are more of a favorite to make the Super Bowl than the Eagles. And they also have the Eagles behind Kansas City and Buffalo from the AFC in terms of getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. Uh, What do you make of this? Is this just ESPN looking to get people talking or are the Cowboys really more of a contender than the Eagles? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can say they're more of a contender. I think you know the both teams are uh, Super Bowl contenders. The, the, those top four teams, and really, I, I, I would take it to the five teams you got right there. 
those five teams to me are the top Super Bowl contenders in the NFL. However you want to mix them up, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, you want to get that home playoff game, uh, home field advantage all the way through because you want that bye week. Right now, the Eagles control that. Uh, you know, they, they don't even have to beat Dallas in Dallas when they play in a few weeks. But, you know, all they have to do is win all their other games, beat the Giants twice. Who else they got? The Giants uh, twice, uh, Cowboys. And New Orleans. New Orleans, and then there's one other game, I think, in there, too, that we're missing. Yeah. But, but um, you know, if they take care of business that way, the Super Bowl goes for Philadelphia. Um, you know, I don't think the Cowboys – are saying, oh, we're going to go into Philadelphia and definitely win that game. You know, there's no doubt, no doubt about it that we win that game. But they're a very good team. I mean, they're. But uh, you know, Keith made the point earlier: the Eagles are flawed. Yes, every team in the NFL has flaws. Those Buffalo and Kansas City have shown flaws this year. You yeah. know, and obviously things happen in the playoffs. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. When the playoffs started, nobody expected the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. So are you making a prediction for Sunday? You, you're covering the Giants. Do you make predictions? I do. Uh, I've actually, so I made, as my introductory column at the Star-Ledger, NJ.com, I did a game-by-game analysis when I picked them to win five games, which I point out yeah. that uh, You weren't alone. I, I, I picked the Eagles to lose this game the first time, and then I redid it at midseason because obviously I was wrong about a lot of things about the Giants. And I picked the, I've picked the Eagles again to lose. And, you know, somehow I just – the Giants, the thing about the Giants this year, you know, it's not just that they're 7-4-1. It's the way they got to 7-4-1. Like three of these games, and including this tie the other day, they've been mm-hmm. down by double digits like I think five times this year. And in those five games, I think they're 3-1-1. One, one. Uh, so they're one of those teams that – you know, you better not let off the, let your foot off the pedal because they'll keep coming at you. And I just feel like this is a division game that they need to win. Uh, I think the Giants might win this game on Sunday. Hmm. I really do. Uh, and the, the Eagles can't afford to let them win because yeah. the Eagles don't want to be in that position. Because I think if I look, if I've looked at this correctly, if the Eagles do have a second loss and then go to Dallas, I think Dallas wins the tiebreakers if they both finish with three losses. Now Dallas might yeah. lose another game. Division, yeah, yeah the, the Cowboys have a pretty easy schedule the next few weeks. So uh, they, yeah. they do the next few weeks, but they got some tough games. I and I can't recall who they are off the top of my head, but they, I know they got some tough games down the stretch too. Uh, one Christmas of them, Eve they, they finished that Washington, which is, is is no longer an easy game. So yeah, yeah. So hey, before uh, we let you go, I, I got to talk a little Phillies for you. You covered the Phillies for a long time. You were a columnist. You're writing about them. They made a big signing the other day, Trey Turner, uh, the top shortstop on the market. I'm frankly shocked that it happened this fast, and he took a lot less money from what we hear to join the Phillies rather than go to San Diego. I'm guessing you like this signing? Well, uh, uh, the the father, father-in-law, uh, my daughter's father-in-law, who's the other grandpa in Involved in Baby Isla here mm-hmm. is maybe the biggest Phillies slash baseball fan I know. This is somebody who he drove a truck for years and would listen to back and forth from Pittsburgh to to Philadelphia every night, and he would spend it listening to baseball the whole time. And he's a huge, huge Phillies fan, crazy Phillies fan. And when the off season started, I said, "He said, well, what do you think?" I said, "Trey Turner. They want Trey Turner, and they got Trey Turner. Uh, you know, how can you?" You know, especially with Harper not being there for early in the season, you know, maybe half the half the season, yeah. you know, to have that guy uh, to me is just such a great addition. Um, you know, I just love the way that guy play, he plays. It just it reminds me, and this is going back years, the guy always wanted the Phillies to get that they never did. Uh, this is back when they didn't spend nearly the way. It was a guy named Mike Lowell. I don't even remember Mike Lowell played third base for the – Red Sox and the Marlins was yeah. always not not superstar, but uh, and Trey Turner probably is a superstar and borderline superstar, but just a solid player who you knew every day. You you were getting everything you got from that guy, and that's what you're going to get from Trey Turner. The big topic on Sports Talk Radio the last several days: Who's going to hit leadoff? Is it going to be Trey Turner? Is it going to be Kyle Schwarber? Is it going to be somebody else? 
if it's me, I hit I hit Trey Turner lead off. Uh, I, I just I want more on base. You know, I, I want a, a I want more on base and B, you know, especially early with Harper being out, I, I want a guy who can knock Trey Turner in when he gets on base. Um, so you know, I move I mean move Swerber maybe to that three hole for especially early in the season, and then you see how the offense is playing. But um, but I would definitely start Trey Turner at the top of the order to start the season. Okay. Uh, now, of course, uh, Dombrowski wasn't done. He added a couple of pitchers, uh, third or fourth starter in Taiwan Walker, pitched for the Mets the last few years, and reliever Matt Strom coming over from Boston. Uh, how are these pickups? You like those? Yeah, I don't know much about Strom, but I love Ty- Taiwan Walker. I mean, I, I don't see the Red Sox too much, and I didn't get to follow it nearly as much this year as I did. But Taiwan Walker, I, I do get to see the Mets. I'm in a market where I get New York and Philadelphia teams. Uh, you know, if he if he performs the way he did for the Mets last year, you know it, it's an upgrade. As, as Zach Eflin did a great job and was a great trade. You know, got Jimmy Rollins for uh, for Zach Eflin ended up being a great trade for the Phillies. But as of right now, where those two guys are, I would say they upgraded the back end of their rotation with Taiwan Walker. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the Mets. And Braves aren't going away. They're still going to be right there. How do you see this NL East shaping up in 2023? It's going to be tough. the same way it's shaped up this year. I mean, you had three teams make the playoffs. You're going to probably have three teams make the playoffs again. Um, you know, the Phillies showed you just get in and you got a chance, uh, which a lot of teams have shown over the years. Uh, I think usually you want to be that number one team. Um, but, you know, we, we saw that, the, the Mets were leaking oil by the time September, late September came around, and the Braves had a young staff that they got tired, which is one of the things about having young pitching staffs, which the Phillies don't, which I, I think is a advantage for them, is that you know they they've had guys who've thrown innings, uh, so when you get to those late stages of the season, they can still still handle the workload. When you got younger guys, you don't necessarily know how they're going to handle handle things come September and the postseason. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, one last thing about baseball, um, the shift being done away with next year. Is that going to add uh, some points to a lot of guys' batting averages, do you think? It's going to add some runs to the game. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, mean, I think Ryan, I heard Ryan Howard wants to come out of retirement. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, it's going to, it's going to add offense to games. I mean, Let's let's face it. These guys, these you know, we all talk about how we hate analytics, or we you know, analytics have ruined the game. But these guys were smart. I mean, they 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 did their homework. They knew where balls were going, uh, and they took base hits away by by playing the game that way. Uh, and, and there's going to be more base hits involved this year for sure. Yeah, it's going to be fun. By the way, a lot of people uh, on the message boards are saying congratulations to you. Uh, congratulations, Bob. Congratulations. So everybody happy about you being a first-time grandpa, and you're going to have some fun uh, babysitting and maybe even changing a few diapers, right? Well, I, I sure am. I, I can't wait to do it. I'm very happy about it. All right. Hey, Bob, uh, for those Giants fans who may be out there, where can people find your work? Uh, it's nj.com is the website. Uh, the New York Star-Ledger is is the, the newspaper, but nj.com is, the, you know, is our main focus of our uh, enterprise, I guess you call it, our news organization. So that would be the place to go. NJ.com. And if you do slash Giants, you'll go right to, to Giant Stories. All right. Well, enjoy baby Isla and uh, have a great holiday season, Bob. We'll see you again next year. Thanks, Chet. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Okay. All right. Bob Brookover, always great to talk to him. And now we're going to talk a little bit about insurance because that's what we do, do at this point in the show. Just have to find my uh, proper logos to put up there. <sighs> and it's gone. Oh, no. The Allstate Insurance logo is gone. A couple of these things disappeared today. I don't know why that happens, but it is what it is. But I do have the Irish Rover ones. 
ready to go. So as for insurance, all states pay as you go. Auto insurance is what we're talking about. It puts you in control because you only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay per mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay per mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, it is Day of Lavoy. Call David 610-430-0700. I have that number memorized. 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. And hey, maybe drive to the Irish Rover in Langhorn. I highly recommend that because they have a lot going on right there right now. For example, every Wednesday night, in fact, right about now, they have uh, Quizzo starting up. That's every Wednesday evening. They also have live music on Saturdays. This Saturday night, it is Dueling Pianos. And then next week, yeah, my favorite. Thursday the 15th, it is my favorite event at the Irish Rover Station House. It is ugly sweater time. And there are some ugly ones, believe me. I often wear one. Uh, not tonight, though. Tonight, I got this beautiful Eagles one on. Anyway, the ugly, ugly sweater party at the Irish Rover. I will be there. I'll be dressed appropriately. Just have to decide which of my numerous ugly sweaters I'm going to wear. Oh, strongly consider the Irish Rover if you need a party tray for your holiday party. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. The website, irishroverstationhouse.com. And now we cue Meryl Reese. Hi, football fans. This is Merrill Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good. Yeah, it sure is. Um, hey, you know, last week I had a great guest on, Jordan Spector. Uh, he is an artist, and I did indeed one. I, I ordered one of his pieces, and let's see if I can find it right here. Jordan Spector and the uh, Sixers piece. Yeah, that's the one that I ordered. Not quite that big. But uh, I did order one of those. I'm going to put that up in my man cave as soon as it comes in. He's also got an Eagles legacy piece as well. You've probably heard about that. I think that's the one that uh, Bill does have already. That is this one with all the great Eagles from, you know, Chuck Bednarik and uh, the old guys right up through Brian Dawkins and Nick Foles, of course. So all the Eagles legends in one poster, and that is pretty cool. And if you are interested, well, first of all, check out the website. It is spectersportsart.com. Again, spectersportsart.com. See what he's got for sale for your man cave or for a gift for a Philly sports fan. And right now, I think it's through this entire weekend still, thanks to his visit on our show, you can save 20% on your order. I did it with the code PRESSBOX20, all capital letters. Press box, one word, 20. Again, press box 20 to save 20% on the great stuff from Jordan Spector. Speaking of great stuff, you know, some kids maybe just want a toy this holiday season. Well, for you know Christmas or Hanukkah, with that in mind, the Delco Group Toy Drive is all set for a week from Friday in beautiful Delco, of course. Edge of Philly Sports donating a bunch of stuff. Uh, me and the other guys from EOP contributed to that with some cash and toys please donate if you can it is friday the 9th at the selling delco office 777 west sproll road in springfield again that is 3 to 7 p.m for that toy drive you know what i was going to do something else here but i see bob vitrone waiting in the wings it does not look like he is at splits tonight let's see where he is boop are you ready to go i'm here there you are a gentleman or i'm sorry gentleman I am not a gentleman. You must be mistaken. I think your all state logo got lost in your sweater. You like that, don't you? It's nice. <laughs> um, Boop, uh, you're not at splits tonight. You are in your home office, it looks like. Is that yes, right? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm not going to criticize you too much, although you did cost me a little bit of money by assuring me that Kansas City and Andy Reid would win. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's not your fault. I told you that he had never won in Cincinnati, and that still goes they now. still haven't. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah. Oh, folks, yeah, th this is Boop. You know him. You love him. <laughs> He's often from Splits, which uh, sponsors this segment. Bob Vitrone Jr. 
Uh, Boop, let's get to this week's predictions. You and Bill both did pick up a game on me last weekend. The Giants-Commanders game ended in a thrilling 2020 tie, so we're just going to throw that game out. No harm, no foul for any of us. You guys yeah, picked Washington. I picked the Giants to get the upset. They should have won, but they didn't come through in the end. Our tie was better than yours. <laughs> I never liked ties anyway. Stopped wearing them years ago. Uh, we will drop that game from the record books, as I said. We all picked the Cowboys to win. They beat the Giants. We all took the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. That did not happen, as we discussed. And, yes, I did pick the Eagles to lose to the Titans. Boy, was I wrong. I'll say it again. I was wrong big time. So you guys were both two and one. I was one and two for the season. I am now 33 and 19. One game up on Bill, just one. And Bill, you're only six back now instead of seven. So you're you're moving on up. Got a ways to go though. All right. Looking at week 14, the commanders are finally having their bye week, and the Eagles and Giants play one another. So we are going to add two other games this week, both of which could be pretty interesting. And let's start off with uh, one of those, Boop. We're talking Minnesota at Detroit. And what really amazes me is that despite Minnesota having a far better record, the home Lions are a two-and-a-half-point favorite when I look today. What's going on there? Yeah, I have checked on that a couple of different sites just to make sure. I, I don't get it. There's been a lot of them this year where they've been on the, the Lions been on the wrong side. But these guys tend to know what they're doing. I don't think they know it here. Uh, Minnesota a ch- has a chance to lap the field in that division. Uh, they're 10-2. Detroit and Green Bay each have five wins. So they can end up with double the uh, number of wins that their second-place team has when we're all said and done. And that's only been done about seven or eight times in NFL history. So uh, this game, the win by the Vikings on Sunday, is going to go a long way to doing that. Well, you know what? I am trusting the odds makers on this one. I- I'm going to use that line. The line tells me something. And so I'm yeah. taking Detroit in this one. Uh it would actually help the Eagles too, because you know Minnesota is kind of on their heels in terms of the best record in the conference. So yeah. I'm going to take Detroit and see what happens. Okay. All right. And Bill has his picks in. He is taking Minnesota as well. So a chance for you guys to gain another game on me if the Vikings prevail. We'll see. Bill, Bill are we coming game, back? I I don't know. He's probably not. Uh, you know what though? Um, let me see if I have the picture. I know I put it in here. Uh, Bill apparently would rather look at this than you and me, Boop. Can you believe that? Um, I don't well, you know, I, I half agree after looking at your <laughs> sweater. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you too. You know, Bill always makes fun of my sweaters. I think this is a lovely sweater, not an ugly sweater, but that's just me. Yes, it is <laughs> nice. It's a, it's a lovely sweater. There you go. All right. Tampa Bay at San Francisco is our next game. Uh, San Fran going with their backup quarter now that that quarterback Jimmy G out until at least the NFC championship game, they say. I don't think they're going to get there now going with, uh, what is it, Brock Purdy? Is that his name? The last guy? Picked that sounds right, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, San we, Francisco favored by three and a half. Yeah, we've learned in Philadelphia, don't, you know, as much of a drop-off as you think it is, especially late in the year. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're an NFL quarterback for a reason, so they know the game. My question is, Tom Brady just is not going away. You think he might be done or his team is done. He shows up and they get a victory and they are half division at six and six. So uh, he might add, he's going to add to the Niners' woes again this week. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Wow. You are taking Tampa Bay and so is Bill. And I'm going with the home team again with the backup go. quarterback. So. Man, you guys could pick up a second game if you're right, of course. So, yeah, all I'm right. picking San Fran. You guys are both taking Tampa. I think we're all going to agree on the next one, Boop. Houston at Dallas. The Cowboys favored by 16 and a half or 17 points. Wow. Yeah. Dallas is 39 and 5. Two-down favorite at home in their 40, 55, nine-year history. So, uh you know, they're, they're going to win. Houston's not as good as any of those five teams that pulled those upsets. So, Cowboys Sunday. Yeah, we agree on that one. Bill also, he hasn't lost his mind yet out in Hawaii. <laughs> and finally, the Eagles at the New York Football Giants this Sunday at 1 o'clock. We talked a little bit about it with both Keith Pompey and Bob Brookover. Keith is hoping the Giants win. Brookie is actually picking the Giants to take get the upset. We'll see. What do you say, Boop? Well, the Eagles are for a regular season road win, which would tie a club record, um, and their 12th straight regular season win on a Sunday. 
um, which would also tie a club record, I think. So, you know, um, they're they're playing well. And even the, the Giants, who just seem to keep winning when they're not playing or tying when they don't play well, uh, I don't think they've played anybody like the Eagles yet this year. Um, so they're going to – this is going to be a W easily. For the Eagles, yeah. Bill agrees and so do I. I think it could be a close game. I think that seven-point line is going to come into play. A lot of uh, – Nervous betters will be watching that game closely in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm going to take the Eagles to win and cover, though. I'm taking the Birds 27-17. to 17. I picked against the Eagles last week. I learned my lesson. I'm not doing it this week. Yeah, right. one of the many lessons you need to learn, Chet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except for fashion tips. I'm covered there. Exactly. Boop. Uh, we got another football game in town this weekend. It is Saturday afternoon at the Link. Uh, they don't play it every year in Philly anymore, unfortunately. A lot of people are upset about that. We're yep. talking Army-Navy. Both teams losing records this year, but it's frequently a very good game. Navy favored by one and a half when I checked today. Uh, what do you know about this game, and you know what else can you give us in the way of tidbits? Yeah, Army had a big upset in the game last year, um, so I, I know that much because, I don't know, I guess maybe I bet the other team. Um, so I know Army had a big win next year, and I'm not going to bet it again simply because that stuff happens in this game. It's more than a game; it's a uh, it's almost like a statement on on the society, and it's just it's a really it's a really good thing. My mom loved this game. Uh, she would talk all year to me about the president changing sides at halftime down at JFK Stadium. So it was great. It is sad. This is the only Army Navy game in Philadelphia over an eight gate eight year span. Uh, the previous two were not in Philadelphia. The next five will not be in Philadelphia. Now, that pales in comparison to the 38 straight Army-Navy games that were played in South Philadelphia from 1945 to 1982. I, I know a lot of people are saying it should be here every year, and, and I like that, but I get we We should share this game. I have no problem with that. So I propose every other year, one year in Philadelphia, Next year, it can go somewhere else. Maybe you're Baltimore, you're New York, closer to the schools, a Chicago, a Pasadena, even one year had it. You know, but every other year, it should be in Philadelphia for the sole reason that it's been here forever and it is basically the birthplace of the country. So those are my two cents on the uh, two services. Have you ever been to the game yourself? I have not. It's probably, you know, it's a thing I should have been at many times. Um, a lot of times I, when there are Army-Navy games, there are also college basketball games at the Palestra uh, back when I was doing stuff like stats for my dad and also the opportunity wasn't there most years. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things I probably should have partaken in. I was a big fan of JFK Stadium, so I really wish I would have gone to see it when it was around. Um, but I missed that opportunity, but maybe I'll get down to the link some year and see it when it comes back in uh, 2027. I did not realize it was going to be away that long. I knew they, you know, yeah. The next five will be in New wow. England, then Washington, then Baltimore, and then New York City. Next four. So, you know. Oh, well. Hey, you yeah. mentioned the Palestra and college basketball. Last week when you were on, there was a doubleheader going on at the Palestra. Yes. And boy, it did not work out as Fran Dunphy and others would have hoped. It was, from what I saw, just kind of a half-full palestra, yeah. and there just wasn't the buzz like the old days. It's kind of sad, isn't it, Poop? Yeah, it is. It's a different time, a different place, and it's December's a hard time to get the students involved because even though some of, most of them are on campus in December, they're also working on getting ready for finals. So it's not, you know, the greatest time of year to pull the students out. Um the the problem, the thing that I came across, which was terrible, is that Barstool Sports hosted a doubleheader with no Philly schools down at the Wells Fargo Center in early November that got more people than this yeah. did. Um, that tells you it's marketing. You know, Barstool Sports put a lot of money into it. They brought a lot of VIPs in, you know. And so you don't just roll the ball out and throw four local teams and expect everyone to show up. Um, it just, it's, this isn't 1960. There's a lot of money that goes into it, a lot of marketing, and it's got to be a shared marketing with all the teams. And I think they are trying to take a step to that by having these games, but um, you got to approach it with a 2020 mentality and not a 1970s mentality. Yeah, I agree. Um, hey, Boop, we talked Phillies earlier with Bob Brookover. What do you think of the Phillies moves, picking up Trey Turner and signing a couple of pitchers as well? I'm fine with the kid Turner. You know, he'll be fine. 
at some point next year, I think someone's going to say that Trey Turner is the best player on the Phillies. Um, I think he's that good of a player. I think it's that important of a short st- of a position, especially now with no shifting. Um, it's going to be fun at some point. But you do this, and I don't want to go back to the McGinnis Irving not enough balls type of thing that shows up a lot in basketball. It doesn't show up as much in baseball, but they're not going to start 14-1. and one. You just know they're going to come out of the gate a little messed up, stagger a little bit, maybe not quite get the pitching they want. And they're going to be 7-7 seven and seven going into the second week of April, and everybody's going to be jumping off the Ben Franklin Bridge. <laughs> it's going to be fun, though. I'll tell you, I, yeah. I wish Bryce would be back sooner that rather than later. It's probably going to be July from what we hear. But yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch with all the new faces. And yeah. uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited I saw a note. One of the agents, one of the free agents agents was telling one of the Philadelphia uh, writers, and I don't know who it was. I don't remember who it was, that he was saying that the agents who talk said that the atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park was really coming through on the TV um, to those people, you know, to the agents and the players watching. So, you know, you talk about the fans being involved in a game and, and like the Bird Hooten game way back in the day or the 700 level at the Eagles net. These people are getting involved in free agency. How many cities do you know whose fan base helps influence free agency? It's just, it's just amazing. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's going to be a fun time next year, next couple of years for the uh, for the Red Prince Stripes. Yeah, I agree. By the way, my friend Robbie Ellis, who I just saw last weekend, has very good taste. She complimented me on my sweater. So oh, there. Consider the, you know, her how her son dresses. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the same, Ellis. I know. <laughs> All right, Boop. Anything else for us this week? No, I'm good. Go go back up and watch Villanova Penn. All right, get yourself back to Splits real soon, and hopefully I'll see you there. Splits Bar and Grill on Route 73, Maple Shade. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. You must know where it is. (laughs) All right, we'll see you, Boop. Thanks, sir. All right, the great Bob Vitrone Jr., a.k.a. Boop. By the way, a lot of people uh, choosing Navy in the Army-Navy game this weekend in Philadelphia. So uh, we'll see. I I have no real... Rooting interest either way. My dad, of course, was in the Army for many, many years, and he always rooted for the Army. So I guess for my late father, I would root for Army. But, uh, you know, beyond that, eh. Uh, Robbie said that she was at one of the Army-Navy games many, many, many years ago. And I lost that little one that I was going to post. There it is right there. Robbie, 1987 at the bat. Wow. It is on my bucket list. I will get there one of these years. I can assure you of that. All right. Let me tell you, our viewers and listeners, about Philly sports trips. They have road trips to all away games as far as the Eagles. Plus, check this out. They have a trip up to Brooklyn this February to watch the 76ers beat up on Ben Simmons and those Brooklyn Nets. That is February 11th. That one is on my radar. And then spring training the following month, believe it or not, they have a couple of trips going uh, to Clearwater and the nearby area. March 16th to the 21st is one of them. I think they have another one the previous week also. You could hang out with Charlie Manuel during that one trip. All the details on the website, phillysportstrips.com. Again, phillysportstrips.com. Also, Edge of Philly Sports has a new sponsor. It is Sherry's Ticket Town. Check this out. Sherry's Ticket Town. Um, They have tickets for concerts and sporting events with no hidden fees. It's Sherry's Ticket Town. And yeah, they even do have some Springsteen tickets available on there at competitive secondary market prices. And you can save 10% with the promo code EOP10. All caps, EOP10. It is Sherry's Ticket Town, but the website is sherrystickets.com. What else can I tell you about? The Raz Room, perhaps? Please tell me I have that uh, here. I do. There it is. The logo for the Raz Room. PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance on winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to otherwise. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They've continued to run out great autograph memorabilia from all of the Philly teams and more. So check out their Facebook page, like it or follow it. Do both, in fact. It is PPCC 118 Razroom. Once again, PPCC 118 Razroom on Facebook. 
Hey, we got a great show for you next week. I'm going to tell you about this one. And a lot of people are going to be very, very happy about this, including my partner, Bill Furman. I'm assuming he will be back. He's not going to stay in Hawaii another week, is he? No, he will be back. He assures me. And he's going to be thrilled about next week's show because returning to our show next Wednesday for the first time since, well, since right before he started his retirement last spring, that is right. It is the GOAT of Philly sports journalism. We're talking about the Hall of Famer himself, Ray Didinger. And I cannot wait to talk Eagles, Phillies, and what it's like to sit home on a Sunday and watch the birds instead of having to go to a studio. Ray Didinger joining us here on Philly Press Box Radio. Can't wait for that. All right, let's see. A couple of other things before we wrap up. Um, trying to line up my pictures and whatnot. Yeah, um, Army Navy this week on my bucket list. Hopefully I will get there one of these days. Fred McGriff going into baseball's Hall of Fame. Solid player, the crime dog. Uh, is he Hall of Fame worthy? I'm not so sure, but congrats to Mr. McGriff. And oh, Kirstie Alley died the other day. Colon cancer, they say, is the cause. 71 years old. Man, she was so good on Cheers. And even her follow-up show, Veronica's Closet, she was good on there. She did the Look Who's Talking movies and, uh, you know, had many other roles over the year. Saw her on talk shows and on the Today Show many times. Just seemed like a real nice person. And just found out a couple of months ago, or less than that even, that she had colon cancer and it progressed rapidly. So that's a little advice. Get checked for colon cancer starting in your 40s. Don't wait. I, I've gone three times already over the years because I'm old. Um, so get yourself checked and rest in peace, Kirsty Alley. And on a, a personal note, uh, the father of a friend of mine, Joe Valley, who's been on our show a couple of times, his dad, Joe Valley Sr., passed away last week. I believe the viewing is Thursday evening funeral services on Friday. I did meet him a couple of times, just a super guy and his son, Joe, uh, you know, author, writer, and himself now a dad, uh, really, really respected his dad. And I, I, I could see why having met him. So rest in peace, Joe Valley Sr. And my condolences to Joe Jr. and his wife and uh, the entire Valley family. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'm taking the Eagles this week. You heard that. Uh, Army-Navy game this Saturday. The Sixers host the Lakers on Friday night, the first of a seven-game homestand. They also have a Christmas Day game. I believe that is up at Madison Square Garden. They close out the year with four road games. Hopefully, Tyrese Maxey will indeed be back by then. James Harden will be in better form by then. Joel Embiid will still be in the lineup, and the Sixers will get on a little winning streak because they got to improve their standing, of course. Uh, the college football semifinals are set. TCU and Michigan, Ohio State and Georgia. You would think both Michigan and Georgia would win those, but you never know. So that's, that's still a little ways off, but uh, there's your final four in college football, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and then not next year, but I believe 2024 or 25. I think it's 24 going into 25. They will go to the expanded playoff format, 12 teams making the cut instead of the current four. So that is going to be interesting, and I'm sure we'll talk about that again at some point. Hey, do you play Wordle? I do. I play it pretty much every day. And Google announced, I guess it was last night or early this morning, that, yes, there were loads of Google searches this year related to Johnny Depp, Will Smith, and Chris Rock, you know, the slap Queen Elizabeth election results. They were all high on the list. But the most searched term on Google this year was, in fact, Wordle. I play it, and I'm on a little winning streak right now. I don't, uh, you know, go crazy and post the results all the time. But the search site said, yes, uh, Wordle was easily the top trending search globally this year as guessing five-letter words every day became a way of life for a lot of people, including me. So uh, go play some Wordle, see how you do. All right, let's wrap it up. We have done enough damage here tonight. We've reached the top of the hour or just about anyway. Oh, by the way, my uh, beer of choice tonight is called Fugly Sweater. Yeah, Fugly Sweater. Sweater. It is a dark lager brewed with ginger cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon from Ithaca Beer Company. I'm sad to report that I don't love it. It it just doesn't have the cinnamon and nutmeg coming through enough. It's more just kind of like a bland dark lager. But 
I do like the can, and it goes with uh, people this time of year who wear ugly sweaters, unlike this beautiful one that I am wearing. Anyway, we want to thank our sponsors, Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC118 Razroom, Dave Lavoy, Allstate Insurance in Westchester, plus Philly Sports Trips and Sherry's uh, Ticket Town and all the other new sponsors that we throw in there occasionally. So for Bill Furman, I'm Chet, and we hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mark your calendar, the great Ray Dinger joining us on next week's show. You can find us on Facebook Live. You can find us on YouTube every week. You can find uh, us on phillypressboxradio.com, blog talk radio. If you just like the audio and don't want to see our faces, check us out. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Bullhorn, a whole bunch of other places. Anyway, we are done. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds! Let's do the song. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.